Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 230. My seven day kickstart tennis lesson series. Today we work on day two, movement. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong. Can you do it? Breakthrough. Can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Looking to quick start your tennis game? Try my Accelerator Tennis System. It's a fresh start guide on how to play smart tennis. Just insert this knowledge on top of your existing game and you will be pleasantly surprised how quickly your game will improve. I've got case studies to prove it. So check it out in the show notes, Accelerator Tennis System, or log on to BackhandCity.com for more details. Well, today's topic, it's a seven-day kickstart tennis lesson series. And today, I'm focusing on movement. Now, one of the things I'm going to do when I go through this is I'm not going to get into the specific movements because, A, this is a podcast, and, B, my only goal here is to give you a format to follow when you consider movement and the importance of it in your tennis game. And what I want you to think, and remember, yesterday we worked on ball striking. Today we're working on movement. And one of the things you got to consider with movement If you're moving well and efficient around the court, you have a better chance of striking the ball cleanly and playing consistent and rewarding tennis. And really what we're trying to accomplish here in this seven-day kickstart series is develop efficiencies in your tennis game. All right? So I'm going to walk you through kind of eight areas here to consider for your format when it comes to movement. And the first one is just the goal of the warm-up is to get your legs and your body and get your body heated up so you can perform at its optimum. And the other thing you're trying to do is kind of be ahead of the curve when it comes to preventing injury. So the first thing I want you to do is consider your feet and your legs. You've probably done this a few times before or you've had maybe your coach do it or it's something you can consider in the future. But to get your feet and legs going, just moving around the court a few times, doing different side shuffles, back pedals, a light jog, some karaoke, just kind of activate this area of your body. And what I like about this is it just gets you to focus on just that movement. There's no racket in your hand during this part of the the warm-up. You're just moving and just kind of doing a little bit of a checklist with your body. And we're starting with the feet and legs. Uh, the next area is the trunk and core. We're going to be doing some warm-ups to get those areas activated. Naturally, there's a lot of efficient power that goes untapped in this core area. In fact, one of the things I think people are surprised when they take my accelerator tennis system is how little arm work you use to develop power. And a lot of the power that you get when you want to hit an efficient and consistent tennis stroke comes from your core area. So it's really good. Let's start off by creating an awareness for your core and giving you some kinesthetic warm-up exercises to get the core and trunk warmed up and mobilized. Finally, we're going to go with the head and the eyes. I'm sorry, the hands and the eyes. 
And uh, once you take Accelerator Tennis System, you're going to see some of the hand-eye coordination work we do there to get your eyes and your hands quick and alert. For me, personally, I love doing these exercises. I have been blessed with really good hands, so they're really fun to do. And I find I play a lot sharper and more efficient when my hands are really feeling quick and sharp and I'm seeing the ball well. So hand-eye coordinations are a big part of the warm-up. Now, number five, we're going to grab our tennis racket and we're going to enter into ball striking mode. So what you're going to do is you're going to repeat those first three areas of the warm-up, but now you're going to include a racket and ball. If it's a situation where you can't find a partner because the things are going on in the world, you can do it against the wall. If you're lucky enough to have a tennis court and a partner to hit with, you're going to do this uh, with a tennis partner. So you're going to just repeat drills that really are emphasizing your feet and your legs early in this part of the warm-up. Then you're going to go with your trunk and core where you start really feeling how your body and your hips rotate into the ball. And then finally, I want you to feel how loose your hands are and just kind of really see see the ball coming off your partner's racket or the wall and really just kind of get into these habit-building routines. Finally, once this is complete, you could be a good half hour into it if you're very disciplined with this each time you play. Now you're going to find yourself going into progressions. You're probably hitting the ball a little bit harder. Uh, you're hitting a little bit more aggressive and with topspin. And I really want you to just kind of build those layers of efficiencies that you used in your warm-up. Get your feet and legs moving a little more crisply. Feel your trunk rotating and popping a little bit more to create power. And really feel the hands begin to relax to get efficient power. And then finally, after you get going, this could be 45 minutes into the workout. You should be thoroughly warmed up. You've hit to pretty much full capacity. You've hit your ground strokes, your volleys. You've maybe even taken a few serves. And now the next step is to you, your partner, or your coach get into some situational drilling. So what is situational drilling? It's really the most common patterns that come up in your game. I like to do a lot of situational drilling um, off my service game. So I'll typically try to replicate things that happen off my first serve uh, when people hit defensive balls or they hit a off my second serve. If they try to hit to my backhand, I will just rehearse the most common situations that come up. And a big part of that workout will be rehearsing the movement. Now, sometimes you will need a coach for this because it can be difficult to replicate over and over a certain situation without a coach there to control the ball or use what I call dead ball feeding. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to take a lesson to become familiar with this. But it might be difficult for you and your partner to replicate that over and over again, repeating depending on their skill set and their patience. And then finally, when you end your workout, you should get into a certain amount of point play every day. And you should be feeling really good if you follow these systems and your movement. And the biggest thing is just incorporating them daily in your workouts. These should be movement exercises that you do all the time. And if you want to get into the specifics of what these are within that format, of course, you can see it on my course, Accelerator Tennis Lesson System. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified each day for a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com and on Facebook Live. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes
I knew it all.